Put down your baby and pick up a beer. Dad Jokes is back with a brand new episode. I'm Jerry, joined here by Brandon, and you're listening to the podcast of two dads going through the journey of fatherhood while you all sit back and listen to us do it. And Brandon, what's going on? Last week, I think I told you that it was one of those weeks as a dad that that's a trying week. Um, this week's been a little bit better in our household, but how have you been, my friend? This week has been pretty solid. Um, Bryce finally decided to start sleeping two days ago, so um, you're, you're looking at two nights of, of decent sleep for mom and dad, so uh, that's good. But I wouldn't say we had a trying week, but you uh, you saw a little bit of a of a trying uh, Sunday for us, which you said you didn't really see much of, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into more details of both our weeks here in a second, but before we do that, the show is called Dad Jokes for a reason. Uh, let's let's start with a dad joke today. And Brandon, I'm going to lead off today. I haven't let off in a while, and I got kind of a let's dad joke it. for you. This this made me laugh. You're I read this earlier today. Well, it's a little bit different. You'll you'll see why here in a second. You ready? Waiting with bated breath. All right, Brandon. If pronouncing my B's as V's makes me sound Russian, then Soviet. that's that was pretty good and that was super dad super dadish and like i said it's kind of a dad joke because it it it, usually our dad jokes we ask a question there wasn't a question in there but i thought it was funny plus saying soviet is kind of fun i think the russian accent is kind of a fun accent and and it's not that hard to do you were doing but the soviet that was better if he dies he dies (laughs) there you go (laughs) a little rocky reference for everyone at home but brandon let's go into more detail of what went on in the banks household this last week he said a little more sleep but maybe a little more crankiness uh kind of what's been going on with bryce so bryce is and and part of the reason that uh to to spoil the lead our our topic this week is dealing with the picky eater so i think both of us are going through that but um my my wife we were watching Bryce not eat for like the tenth day in a row, and she uh, she was like, "I got a good topic for you guys this week, and um, it, it's dealing with the picky eater." Um, so we've been we've been struggling a with a lack of sleep for the most most of this week, but also a kid who is deciding that two uh, crackers, a half of a pouch, and a sip of water can last four days. Um, and he doesn't really have to eat anything else. So, uh, some, even some of the tried and trues haven't been working. We're going to get into a lot more of this later cause that's this week's topic. Um, but yeah, pretty much his sleep sucked and his eating sucked most of the week. Um, he, he went into soccer, uh, and this is following Jerry kind of went over last week, his, uh, his experience with soccer. Um, Peyton had a pretty good time to start, but it, it I think. It, it went downhill uh, quick as well. It didn't go as well. As it went downhill quick. You're being nice. It, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> so um, we Kelsey and I actually went to the Ed Sheeran concert on Saturday in Detroit, which was great. He, he uh, brought out Eminem as a surprise. The whole crowd got really crazy there. And it, I mean, Ed Sheeran throws a really good concert. It's, it's one. Yeah, of he's the, pretty it's great. One of those, where you don't you don't mind the money that you spent on the tickets. Um, he puts on a, a really good show. You can you can tell a lot of work went into it. Um, but because of that, her my parents were out of town. Her Kelsey's parents actually came down and uh, watched Bryce. They spent the night 
and we're super excited um, because they're her dad has a very heavy sports background. He was he was a vice president of a, a pretty decent size um, like sports sportswear chain um, in, in the Midwest, and so he, Kelsey and her siblings grew up playing soccer. Her dad's a really big soccer fan. They part of the reason that they couldn't wait to watch Bryce on Saturdays because they knew they would wake up on Sunday morning and see Bryce in action on the <laughs> soccer field. And we wake up doing pretty doing pretty well. We start getting ready to go, and he he has a kind of an attitude like like he does when he's sleepy. But he actually slept pretty decent the night before. So I'm like, this isn't a good sign. But he's probably gonna love soccer. So we get there, and this kid wouldn't listen at all. And my my mentality on it, they it's it's pretty laid back. Um, but like they have them do specific drills. Like you got to hop, you got to walk backwards. You got to march, stuff like that. He didn't want to do anything the week before he would do it like in phases. Um, but he was still having a good time. All he wanted to do was run to Kelsey the entire time. It was like, he realized she was gone the night before and was super clingy, uh, and would whine. Didn't want to do anything else. And when he gets frustrated, he starts like hitting himself He'll mess around and hit somebody who who's next to him. So I'm like, let's keep him away from these kids. <laughs> I, don't him, I don't want him trying to mollywop somebody else's kid. Now I gotta I gotta fight another dad who's there or something named Jerry. Well, Peyton did hit so, someone, that, so she she didn't, she didn't follow wait, that rule. We'll get in that in a second. You didn't hear that story. I'll tell you that during it. Oh you keep going though. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was kind of funny actually. Um, so that that's that's basically what what he was doing there, and it didn't get any better. He was. I mean, he wasn't crying, but he was super whiny and he was extremely frustrated. So um, we we were just trying to make it through the day. We did. We got home. He took a nap. He was good. Um, so ultimately, that that was most of the week. He he his recognition is getting really good. He's repeating like we have to be careful with what we say for real. He he's repeating almost everything that. Uh, we're saying one one cool thing is I, I've been trying to work with him at home on the soccer drills because I want him to I want him to at least know right you want him to dominate <laughs> I don't want him to dominate but like he he has marched down mm-hmm. um, but like stuff like like hopping like they do a bunny hop I actually yep. have never seen Bryce jump like yeah Payne's like never run. jumped dude I got I, I need to take a video of it so I have him quote unquote jumping now. But what it is is him yelling jump every time he does it, and he cannot get off his tippy toes. He has, he has a, it's he like a big guy's like Shaq jumping. He has a negative vertical. Like he, it's like Shaq, Shaq jumping. Great. It's pretty hilarious. He's, and he's just saying jump, jump, and moving his shoulders up. He's basically doing calf raises, but he's trying with his entire body to get off the ground. And that's it, great. It's not working. Um, but that, that's pretty much our week in a nutshell. Hopefully, in, in in a month or so, I can say that Bryce jumped for the first time. I like it. Yeah, our our week our week was definitely better than the week before. Um, Pey- Peyton specifically had a much better week. But like all things in the universe, Brandon, if if you get something good, something bad's gonna come with it. So Peyton had a better week. Avery had a rougher week. I'll get into that. But Peyton's week, I guess, to start, um, she would just seem to be in a better mood. Um, she still has tantrums, but they were like kind of more controlled. Um, I could get her calmed down and they were less frequent. Um, 
and she just she was overall just in a a, a better mood and, and better temper for the week. Um, soccer, I was nervous about because she was so bad the week before. We went to soccer, and you know she she just like you said with Bryce Peyton is the most independent little kid I've ever met in my life. She can't be told what to do. She's going to do things her way on her time and her schedule, which sometimes is great. Sometimes is not. So she didn't follow most of the rules, but she was in a pretty good mood and wasn't disrupting anyone else. So that was a win for me. She was pretty happy while she was doing it. She wasn't ruining anyone else's time. I'm good with it. Right. Uh, And especially when you have a bad first week, that's a win. So I took the win. Um, but one funny moment that was is she was in the net. She likes being in the net. And usually at these practices, they have a bunch of the like soft dodgeballs like in the net. Like the ones you used to use in gym class, you know, Brandon. And so they're all sitting in the net. She's in there holding one of these balls during like a water break. And another kid, it actually is our friend from work's kid. He starts on the outside of the net pushing in towards Peyton. And Peyton is like side-eyeing him like, yeah. Because Peyton doesn't, like, again, Peyton wants to do what Peyton wants to do. And she starts looking at him like, nah, I'm not playing this game. I don't know what you're doing, but just leave me alone. He keeps doing it, and she's just looking at him. She's not doing nothing. And we're also talking about the kid's name's Oliver. He's, like, the sweetest. Correct. He is. He's so nice. And so then all of a sudden he pushes on the net and touches Peyton. Not hard, but, like, kind of pushed her maybe a tiny bit, like made her move. And she just goes, ah, and like screams at him, kind of turns and he backs up and he starts like the biggest, like pouty face, like tear <laughs> and just starts bawling. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. And, but Peyton just, and then she was like, she was, she was fine. She just like, was like back off. But this poor kid was like, his heart was broke. He like, he, he was like a mess for the next couple minutes. I so I felt really bad. You should. He thought it was hilarious. Cause he was like, dude, she I've never seen him cry like that. Like off of like someone, but she did. So she bullied the boy, um, and made him cry. Cause he, you know, now in fairness, he did like, like I said, kind of got into her space, but still she doesn't need to yell at other kids, but it was, it was kind of funny. Um, just because he like took it so personally when she did it. Uh, but, but overall soccer was pretty good. I couldn't complain. Um, we also, we played some other games this week outside. We, we played T-ball. She has a T-ball set. And I was telling you the story, Brandon, it's kind of funny cause, um, she saw me like hit the balls and she really wanted to do it. And she would put the ball on the tee herself, which I was like, okay, she gets it. And she would grab the bat, but she kept grabbing the big end of the bat instead of the little end, the handle. And I would try to correct her and she'd get so mad cause you can't tell her what to do. She would not let me correct her. She's scream at me just like she did Oliver. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, you do your thing. But she would do it. She would hit the ball off the tee just with the wrong end of the bat. But she did that. And then we did it. We've done it a couple of days now. She knows what to do. She actually pulled it out of the garage. The other day we were outside. She pulled it out of the garage wanting to play, set it up, put the ball on the tee, and hit it off there. So that's kind of cool. Um, and she loves to throw. The, the problem is we started soccer and she used to love to kick. Now she like doesn't want to kick anymore. And I'm, I'm, so I'm trying to get her excited about kicking. I'll play soccer with her. She thinks it's fun, but she thinks it's fun for me to kick it to her, her to pick it up and throw it back to me. So we're, we're working Maybe on those skills. Maybe, but that was, that was fun. Um, but like I said, all good things. There's some negative things. Um, Avery and Avery was mostly good. She's still sleeping pretty good, but she's definitely been crankier. Uh, she's in her first leap, Brandon, which we all know how fun leaps are. So she's been a little crankier when she's awake. Last night she was up for a couple hours. 
right now I can tell Macy's been trying to put her down for a while and she's not going down. So she's definitely been a little bit more fussy. Um, and the biggest problem with, with Avery is that she seems to sleep really well and she eats well. She does all the, like the major things well, but when she's awake and just like not doing something, she's not happy most of the time. Like she, she's good when she's sleeping. She's good when she's eating. Um, but if she's just like supposed to just be like content, she's not. So we'll, we're, hopefully we'll get to that stage, but she's smiling more, which is fun. That's been exciting. Um, she's still growing. She's, she's a big kid. So that's, that's cool too. Uh, but she's, she's doing good. She's doing good. And then, um, the other thing is uh, two, two other quick things. Um, Peyton is starting to, she, she's doing a little bit better with her, her words. She's been saying more words this week, which is exciting. She's comprehending a ton. Like lately I can tell her pretty much anything and she knows exactly what I'm saying, which is a, a lot of fun. Um, cause legitimately like Macy told her to do something today. I don't even remember what it was. And I was like, she's not, doesn't know what that is. And she did. I was like, okay, well clearly I'm wrong. Um, so she's doing good with, with that. And then also she's been doing more sign language. We, we started teaching her sign language when she was young, but she didn't use a lot of it, but she's been using sign language for more, um, and like please and stuff like that. So that's kind of cool that she's starting to understand what those things mean. So we're starting to try to introduce new ones now. Cause she's starting to sign more to see if that, that helps with some of the language stuff. Um, and then the last thing, Brandon, you know, it's funny. We talk about like enjoying every stage your kid's at because you don't, you know, when they're out of it, you don't know that you'll miss it. So Peyton, since she was, I, I can remember every night wants to read a thousand books, right? She always grabs books. She sits on dad's lap, wants me to read them. And I love it. Except for sometimes she wants you to read the same book a hundred times, right? Um, well, all of a sudden the last week, she does not want to read at bedtime. And it's kind of made me sad. Now I know it's, yeah, I know it's going to come back around because she's still super young, but it's the weirdest thing. Just in the last week, I'll be like, get a book, get a book. And she does not have any interest really in, in reading the book. She wants to play something else. She's been playing a lot, but less interested in, in reading books with dad. So I've been reading to the baby and she's just been around. So Avery's <laughs> my new reading partner. I said, I'll replace you. I'll replace you with the little one. So the, the moral story is enjoy, enjoy it. Yeah, I did. I replaced her with, with their little sister. So, and, and Peyton every once in a while will wander over and be like, oh, okay, I like this book. But yeah, that's it's been our week. interesting that you brought up them kind of knowing commands and you're not expecting it. So Bryce mm-hmm. grabbed my phone the other day. Uh, actually, this was yesterday. And he, he threw it on my, our dog bed that's a, a little bit further away. And I, I, I asked him, hey, Bryce, dad needs his phone. Go get his phone off of Riley's bed and bring it back to him. And he kind of looked up at me, and I didn't. I thought he might be able to do it, but I've never asked him to do anything like that right. before. Walked over, grabbed the phone, brought it to me, smiled, handed it to me, and then clapped and said "yay" because he knew he, he'd done something good. So it is like those little things that you you notice and you don't necessarily expect, but it, it kind of shows you how much they're growing. It is funny when they clap after they do something. Like oh, Peyton has, he, that's what I'm saying. They know like yesterday, Peyton has like a little tiara for her doll. And I was like, put the crown on the baby. And she did. And then she looked at me and I was like, yeah. And then she started clapping like, yeah. Like she was like looking at me like, is that what I'm supposed to do? I was like, yeah. That's, and then she did it like 50 more times and wanted to clap after every time and have mom and dad both clap yeah. too. She's also into high fives lately because she never used to be, but like the last few days she's been into high fives, which is kind of fun too. But then again, it turns into wanting to do it 50 times. But it's still my, fun. My goal is to get Bryce a fist bump one of these days. He, yeah. He's not comprehending that. Yeah, we have not tried that one yet. Um, 
we get we we've we've done good with high fives, but it pains so weird. I don't get how kids get. You ever notice that kids get like randomly like shy or embarrassed about things, and you're like, how do you even know to feel shy about this? So like sometimes like I'll be like, give me a high five, and if there's people around, she gets like shy about it, and I'm like, what are you shy about? Like, um, but it's just it's just funny. Like she'll uh, she just decides to get shy. Like she gets weird about like kisses. She gives the baby a kiss. And she'll give her dolls a kiss. But if you tell her to give mom or dad a kiss, she gets, like, shy about it. <laughs> it's so weird. I bet I bet that ends up coming back, though, because Bryce was like that for a little while. Now his mom has him trained to give kisses. <laughs> Maybe That's it's just good. for her. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Brandon, you got any pieces of baby gear that you want to go over this week? I got two things. We, we brought up okay. uh, soccer. Um, and so we, we actually bought Bryce to do a little bit more practice at home, uh, the Franklin soccer ball and net. Um, mm-hmm. It was super cheap on Amazon. I think it was like 15 bucks. Um, and I mean, that's just something that you, you set up and it's a little mini net for to- toddlers. And he already has multiple soccer balls in the house. Uh, and then something that relates to um, this week's episode, it's a, it's an Instagram account, but it's also an app that they had. An Instagram account is called kids meals app. Um, and it deals with, um, things like what we're talking about, like picky eating, but it also gives you a lot of different meal ideas. Um, they have like fun meal ideas. I, I know they had like, uh, like textured popsicles and stuff like that on some recent posts. Um, and then they have an app that is literally called the same thing. Kids meals app. Um, and, and it'll go through and, and detail some different meals completely free. Um, and the Instagram account is, is really informative, uh, as well as something Kelsey has been following for months and months and months. Um, so that, and that'll apply to this week's topic. Yeah, those are, those are good ones. Um, this week, our piece of baby gear is actually something I've gone over before, but, um, the reason I'm bringing it up is every year Nordstrom has an anniversary sale in July and there's some big discounts on a lot of different things. And one of the things that they have discounts on is is baby stuff and they carry Nuna products and, uh, the car seat, the Nuna Reva, which is what we have for Peyton. They had on sale yeah, uh, pretty heavily. Nuvarava. Okay, the Nuvarava is um, they then they have a different color every year. So it's like a heather this year, like a heather gray. Anyways, um, we got one for Avery for when she's older because it's during the sale and it's about the cheapest you'll ever find it. So if you're still looking, I think the sale's still going on. Definitely check it out. Um, and it's funny, Brandon. I swear we I think we own five car seats. We have two kids, but we own five car seats. I, I don't know how that math makes sense, but somehow that's what my life that's is. Nuts. Yeah, and then we were not going to get this one. We were going to get a different one, but then oh, it was like, okay, we want – I don't know. So, yeah, we did. We got two of them. Now, again, when I say that, one's a newborn car seat, so that's different. And then um, one my mother-in-law has, right? And then me and Macy have cars. So, like, I mean, there's reasons for it. They're all in use. They all get used all the time. But it's just like – I'm like, why do we have so many car seats? Um, so, I'm hoping – with the two Nunas, once Avery gets old enough, those will pretty pretty much be the two that we use. And then the two other big ones that we have, I'll pretty much let my mother-in-law use so that she has two and then we have two and then the newborn car seat's the newborn car seat. So it'll make sense in theory. It just seems like a lot right now. And then when the next kid, it's just oh, like shoot, it's, man. It's multiply. <laughs> so what are we talking about? Two, you got five, two kids, so it's a two and a half times multiplier. So with three kids, yeah, well, what's that? 
You know how they always say like people have Rolexes or like gold or whatever. They they always have money on them in a pinch. I'll have car seats on me in a pinch. I can I flip for hundreds of dollars. Uh, I don't know, Brandon. But let's get let's get into today's topic. Today's topic is a good topic for pretty much any parent. Uh, almost every parent goes through this at some degree and at some stage, which is one thing we'll talk about. But it's picky eating with your kids, and as a parent, it can be very very frustrating when your kid's a picky eater. Or even if they're starting to become picky at eating certain things that they weren't before. Um, And it's funny because we all remember even when we were kids, maybe we were picky eaters or our siblings were or we had friends that were. It's just something that drives parents nuts. And now that we are parents, Brandon, I understand it because it can be very frustrating because sometimes it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. So we'll try to make it make more sense for everyone out there. Uh, and, and the big thing is starting off the kind of the science behind it is kids do have different taste buds. They taste things differently. They are more adverse to like bitter tastes and they are more drawn to sweet flavors. So there is actually a reason like your taste buds change as you age. And when you're younger, they are different, which is why your taste can change as you get older. So there is some science behind why kids might be picky when they're younger to certain things. Also, textures and things like that can be can be odd for them. Um, but for as far as like picky eating, typically k- kids start to become what they constitute as a picky eater or more picky with eating between the ages of one and two. And that can last until they're about three to five. If it's more than that it's probably something underlying or more severe. um, And we can kind of go into what might lead to that and how to prevent that, which we'll do, Brandon. But basically one to two, if your kid's one to two and they're starting to become picky eater, pretty normal. And if it's gone on until they're three to five, also still kind of in that normal range, you're going to have some of that. But there's some ways to cope with it. And there's also some things you can do early on to make it less bad later on. So I'll let you kind of go from there, Brandon. Yeah, um, and and I don't have much to add as far as the the science behind it, but one thing I did want to mention is is the differences between a picky eater and then a kid going through like a picky eating phase. Um, Picky eater is something that you you will notice like around this time, like Jerry mentioned, it it starts developing between one and two, Um, but it it starts early and a lot of times lasts throughout their lives. Jerry kind of started hitting on it. Um, sometimes if, if it goes a little bit further on in, in that three to five range or after, um, it, it could be seen in conjunction with, with autism or potentially sensory processing disorder. Um, so in something like that, if you're worried about it, you, you consult like an occupational therapist um, in that regard. Um, what that typically means is there are 10 or less foods that um, the, the child would tolerate. Um, and but but the the te- a telltale sign there is that they oftentimes can't even be around the food like they don't want to see the food being prepared they don't want to smell um, the foods that they um, don't prefer or they, they call it non preferred food in the research that I've done um, don't want it anywhere near them on the plate in the room get it away from me basically and it uh, it can lead to really really big meltdowns on the picky eating phase side in my opinion that's what we're going through right now with Bryce. Um, you have, you have foods that used to work that don't work anymore. Um, they, they start to, um, say no, uh, to, uh, a, a lot of different foods. Um, as I said, that they, they may not have already. Um, 
but that that goes in and out. Um, so we currently like just to put it in perspective, um, Bryce's go to meal is, is probably like a grilled cheese or a cheese quesadilla. There have been times in the last week that even even that didn't work. And he's that's been his go to meal from a we know we can make this work for quite a long time. Um, but that's that's kind of the differences between a picky eater and a picky eating phase. Correct. And, and a couple other things with with kids is um, like you kind of mentioned certain odors and textures kids can be very adverse to even if they like the taste they won't want to try it because it smells funny or it, it feels funny like even in their hands if they eat with their hands or if they put it in their mouth and it feels funny they won't eat it Peyton definitely seems to be texture adverse at times um, which is something that we're working through which I'll kind of go more into um, you know so those are those are definitely things that pay attention to and um, you, like you said figuring out is it is it a phase or is there something actually going on? Um, because those things, those things definitely matter to them. And so what can you do early on? You want to make sure that you're introducing multiple types of foods early on. So not the same thing over and over and that you are not giving up on something. Like let's say you give them strawberries and they don't eat the strawberries. You don't like strawberries. You don't stop giving them strawberries. You continue to give them strawberries. Um, but one thing that's also important in that, and this is where sometimes it gets tough, don't force them to eat the strawberries. And this is where I sometimes need to take a chill pill because sometimes I'll be like, Pete, try it, you know, cause it's like, she won't even try something that drives me nuts, but it's actually bad. If you try to like force them to try something, it can cause like an adverse reaction and they can like make them not want to try it ever. So like, let them try it on their terms, keep reintroducing it, which I know can be frustrating, but you know, if you introduce it five, six, seven, eight, nine times and they've tried it multiple times and they clearly don't like it, that's one thing. But if you're introducing it and they're like refusing to try it or they maybe like eat it sometimes on others, that's that's when you know you got to keep going with it because it might not be them being picky. It might just not be their favorite or they might be waiting for something different. And that's why it's important too for new foods because if you always cave and give them something that they like, they're going to not want to eat it. Right, because they know, okay, I cannot eat this, even though this might be okay. I'm gonna eat something different. So that's that's why it's important to kind of introduce and not always like just go to like, okay, we're gonna go to our PB and J because we know she'll eat that, you know. So those are a couple of the tips. I'll go into more, Brandon, but like you kind of maybe hit on a few. Yeah, so a, a few best practices, um, and then I have roughly five tips that uh, I would go over. Um, so a remain neutral so if they're having a reaction to it and this is going to be something if you listen back to past episodes patience is something that we preach across the board generally if you're patient as a parent i think the kid is better off in the long run um so be neutral when your child's having reaction and this isn't just like from a frustration standpoint so like bryce was (laughs) bryce was having an issue with some food i'm pretty sure this was yesterday and he started making like spitting sounds like he was basically like he hated it, and so it, it's it's like kind of the the, the farty spit sound, and it was hilarious. And Kelsey and I are are just trying to contain our, because you don't want to make that funny either, right? But like, and the problem is we're looking at each other, we're looking at each other trying to hold up hold the laugh in because we both know we we can't do this right now. And then Bryce kind of 
figured out what the joke was and then and just kept doing it so we didn't do a good job there <laughs> um but uh w- one thing that's and jerry started hitting on it as far as continuing continuing to introduce it um a a sign that you might be winning this battle is not necessarily that the, your kid eats the food it may be that they pick it up when they wouldn't do that before it may be that they pick it up and put it in their mouth as the next step then they might pick it up, put it in their mouth, not like it. Then they might pick it up, put it in their mouth, and actually eat it, and then continue to eat. An example of that for us is broccoli. I know it's a it's a telltale and long-told story that kids don't like broccoli. Well, Bryce is one of those kids. Um, and he, he wouldn't previously pick up broccoli without screaming and throwing it. He hated broccoli. Like, he does not like broccoli. Um, today... He put the broccoli in his mouth. Awesome. A, and Kelsey continues to – this is something that she's been diligent on, and she's done the research even before I did. Um, and so she's continued to, to – as Jerry mentioned with the strawberry, let's introduce it. It might be just a piece of broccoli when, whenever she's eating it that she adds to what his meal is for the day. Um, but the one of the first tips I actually want to go over, go slow and make it fun. We, we, we talked about patience. You need to follow your child's lead. The less you pressure them, but more food you expose them to, the better results you'll have. Um, Jerry mentioned the different sensory components of the food, but you want to you want to add those uh, to your child's palate and to their plate. Um, so you're talking you want smooth food, you want mashed or lumpy food, finely chopped food. Um, if your child eats meat, different types of meat, things like that. Um, it's important while you're being patient, though, to set the expectations for your child, set the boundaries um, so you can still be firm and patient at the same time. Um, and then one thing I really I saw that I, I really like, Jerry, is mm-hmm. the use of a of a no thank you bowl. And I'm going to talk to Kelsey about this tomorrow. Hmm. Um, but like there's a decent amount of food that Bryce says no to on a daily basis, especially right now. Um, but the idea was that you have a separate bowl for foods that they don't want to eat out of the meal. And at the very least, if you're training them to grab it and put it into that bowl, A, you're teaching a little bit of discipline there. But it's kind of showing a step, hey, I have choice. I'm deciding to do this. But you're also adding the, the texture and touch portion um, from a sensory perspective. Because sometimes if they don't want something, they're not even touching it. Um, and the more they engage with their non-preferred food, the more likely they are to eat it later. Um, and one other thing I saw uh, in this was to, to put preferred and non-preferred food in front of in front of your child and then introduce that no thank you bowl with that. Um, and something that I was watching actually a couple occupational therapists on YouTube uh, as part of my research, and um, they, they do, and this is for, for older kids, um, and they're dealing with kids who potentially have maybe some other underlying things going on, but they have a, a 20 times rule and their parents are journaling the food. And then if, if the kid tries food 20 times, trying includes touching it, there's a reward at the end of it. Um, so that's something that gets the kids engaged as well. Um, got other tips, but I know you got, you're chomping at the bit too. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you said a lot of things that make sense. I think another point that I didn't, um, that that didn't mention is that young kids don't like new food naturally too. So you got to keep in mind, if you haven't introduced something or haven't in a while, the fact that it's new in general is going to make them question it or maybe not want to try it. 
So that that you got to keep that in mind as well. But the eating slow thing, something that's really resonated with me recently, Brandon, um, going slow and not putting your time on it, or like pushing them is something I struggled with. But the more that I've kind of accepted that the better things have gone with Peyton because Peyton's actually a pretty good eater and she was when she's younger but she randomly gets like picky so like one she's not that picky of an eater but she like randomly will decide she doesn't want to eat and it drives me insane because like I'm like you just ate this yesterday or yeah, I know you like this or whatever it is but if I found that if we give her something and I just like leave her in her high chair for a while while we're doing stuff and that's a, that kind of this is two tips in one so another tip is they say to like eat together and we try to do that now. Like, so she's eating and we're eating dinner. We're eating. I'm not bugging her. I'm letting her do her thing at her own speed. It seems to work. So like, just for example, the other day, Macy made chicken Parmesan, right? So noodles and chicken breast and, you know, cheese and all this stuff. And, and Peyton had it all right. And then there was a piece of bread, like a roll too. And at first you could tell, cause we don't have this very often. Peyton's like, I don't know what this is. And she's kind of playing with her food, doesn't want to eat it. And at first, I'm starting to get mad. I'm I like, okay, oh yeah, she's like, she's playing, and I'm, I'm starting to get mad. But then I'm like, you know what? I like, and in my head, I'm like, I need to let her. I just give her some time and see if she'll eat this because I think she's actually gonna like it. Like sometimes I'm like, she's not gonna like this. I actually think she's gonna like this, but I think she needs to like realize she's gonna like it herself, right? And so. I kind of give her time. We're done eating. She still hasn't eaten a lot. She's eaten some of the bread. She figured out, okay, it's bread. I like bread. But then I'm cleaning the dishes. Next thing I know, she's smashed a ton of the noodles and almost all this chicken breast and has just continued to eat. All the bread's gone. Like, And I'm like, okay, see? So Good she job. just had to figure uh, out that no. she liked it. Yeah, so it was great, and and she she ate it, she liked it, and everything was good. So again, like you said, giving them their own time is definitely important. The other thing is, and this is something again I struggle with, and this episode I think is going to help me even. But if I try to pressure her at all, again, Peyton's independent. What Peyton loves to do is to throw food on the floor when she doesn't want it to the dog. But what I've noticed is if we put food in front of her. She doesn't always do it if you put food in front of her, like with that chicken parmesan. But when I try to give her something that she doesn't have on her plate, maybe I'm like, try this, or like try to like give her like a fork with something on it that's on her plate already. That's when she'll do it. Like if I try to help her along with her eating, she's like, no, dad, I don't want this, and throws it on the floor. It's like her way of telling me, stop, stop, whatever you're doing. So I think I just need to stop doing that more because I, I try to like like help her along. I think I'm helping her. And instead she ends up throwing it on the floor to the dog because she's like, no, I don't want this. Um, so that's, I, I wish that was that's Bryce. something I got to help with. No, he, he just decided. Cause a lot of times we leave him alone and we'll just like, we might say something to him if he's not eating it. But the minute <laughs> he catches some positive momentum of, of Riley eating, which is every time. Right. Yeah. You got to watch out. Cause that plate might be turned over. <laughs> and, and How do you know when, how do you know when Bryce is done eating? Because what Peyton started doing like a couple weeks ago, and it's actually kind of good, but it's annoying. She takes her bib off. She like so now she like take her bib off, and that's how I know she's done. But the problem is like she's got stuff all over her bib, and she'll just take it off and throw it. And I'm like, no. So now when I catch her start taking it off, I'm like, okay, we're done. But that's kind of her sign to let us know like I'm done eating now. Um, we're in the so past. She just kind of would sit there and look at you. Bryce, when he's eating. Um, a, you kind of notice it slow down. I mean, when he's when he's eating, he's he's consistent. Um, as far as like even like 
on a meal basis. Like he he is consistently mm-hmm. just feeding himself. We don't really feed him like that often unless we are trying to push something. Which this, like you said, this episode might might help a little bit with that. But he he literally pushes himself away from the table. Really, like he would take okay. He, he would take his hands and his feet, and luckily the the high chair we have has the um, safety feature in the back where he can right. tip over because he. He pushes himself right away from the table. He he starts like looking That's over funny. one side or the other. Um, he he definitely he he lets you know he's done eating, and and he literally stops eating. Uh, it's kind of funny how they how they have come up with these cues. You know what I mean? Because like yeah, like it, I said, Peyton just one day decided like, oh, I'm gonna take my bib off, and I'm like, why is she doing this? And then all of a sudden, I figured out like a couple of days, like, oh, she's doing this when she's done. Like when she doesn't want to eat anymore, she's just like bib bib off time. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, and so my next tip you kind of hit on um, is it, it's, it's touching the food. So it, it's kind of leaving them alone, as we mentioned. And the more they can tolerate touching, the better it is ultimately for them to to eat the food um, and, and you letting them do it at their at their own pace. Um, a, as they start to get a little bit older, um, it, it's including your child in like the meal prep planning, mm-hmm. um, grocery store tips, trips, things like that. Um so if they're – Kelsey, uh, quite a while ago, because your, your kid will show natural interest to what mom or dad is doing in the kitchen anyway, but a lot of times that, that becomes annoying because they're trying to grab, uh, like, the the stove and turn it up while you're cooking or getting the things that they shouldn't. Um, so she she purchased, like, a basically like a, a stand that Bryce can stand in while he's in the kitchen. It's called, like, ki- a kitchen helper. Um, yep. And – so they can watch the cook being the food being prepared. A lot of times that turns into him snacking like on the counter while he's watching her. Um, but as they get older and they kind of see what goes into it, they become more interested in the meal. Um, so that could help trips to the grocery store. If you have multiple children like Jerry, a- as Avery gets older, maybe you you have them do different tasks. So maybe uh, Avery will unload the groceries from the grocery store one week. The next week Peyton will. And one week, Peyton helps mom cook in the kitchen, um, things like that, and, and vice versa. Um, you can also have them help clean up, clean up. Um, like so, each kid takes their plate to the sink or dishwasher. Um, and basically, the thought process behind that is every stage of the food um, they're helping with the preparing it, the getting it, um, the eating it, and the cleaning up. Um, and then my last uh, thing or main major point is. Um, if they have any kind of issues with like textures in their hand, you can play messy, messy play games. So utilize things like shaving cream, applesauce, like rice, beans or corn um, that helps with their sensory input. And it really lets them know this isn't really Bryce's problem. That kid really he gets super messy, um, but it, it lets them know they can do that and then wash their hands after and be fine. Um, one thing I learned in this research, I never ran across the, the, the phrase tactile input, um, but that, that has a lot to do with kids or, or individuals who don't like their hands getting dirty. Um, right. At least that's a part of it. And um, the, the the knowledge that you can clean up after um, is, is potentially beneficial if that's an issue that people have with eating. Yeah, having them use their hands, it's funny because when they're little – it's part of you is like, oh, I don't want them to get dirty. You know what I mean? As a parent, or I want them to use a fork or a spoon, but it actually is good for them to touch the food, get it on their face, get stuff, which is, 
it's tough, you know, because you don't as a parent, hey, you're like, I gotta though. just yeah. I, Peyton loves grabbing her hair too. Like yesterday, we gave her a bath because she literally did that. But yeah, them touching the food and the textures and stuff is good for them. Um, a couple more tips. The last tips, Brandon, I'll go over is is it's easy to want to bribe your kid to eat. Do not do that. Try not to do that. It can create bad habits and that can create them actually becoming more of a picky eater. So try not to bribe them, but you still can make eating fun. So we've kind of talked about a few ways to do that, but if you make eating a fun time and you know, you're, you're laughing, maybe you're, you're playing music during dinner or you're having fun or you're like, like you said, you're having a lot of different stuff on the plate, like different colors, different textures. You're letting them use their hands. If it's fun for them, that can help them want to eat more. Um, and, and like I said, the key is, is continuing to introduce new things and not being afraid of it. Like we always cut up strawberries forever. Um, for Peyton and she loves strawberries the other day I gave her some whole strawberries because I want to see and she like wasn't eating them and it was bugging me at first because I'm like you like strawberries but I could tell she didn't know what it was but I, I was like all right I'm gonna give her time finally she grabbed one and she kind of like took the world's smallest bite and I thought she was gonna throw <laughs> it and I was like don't you dare but then all of a sudden she was like oh this is good and she smashed those strawberries the whole thing um, which was cool, but like the same thing, she didn't understand the texture and stuff. She had to like introduce it to herself and, and she did. So that, that was really cool for sure. Um, lastly, the last point I'll make Brandon is, you know, people will say, okay, well, my kid's picky. Will they grow out of it? Well, if it's a phase, most likely if there's something bigger, it can be very hard for them to grow out of it. So the keys as a parent, as we kind of mentioned early on and if you're in those early stages still continuing to introduce new foods continuing to try to get them exposed to it um, not giving up not giving the same foods over and over again um, and then setting some some boundaries so like you know if you're saying hey dinner time is between 6 and 6 30 they have between 6 and 6 30 to eat their dinner if they don't eat their dinner they don't eat their dinner right you're not you're not being you're giving them enough time, but you're also setting some boundaries too, where they don't know, Oh, I'll just wait till whenever I want to eat or I'll find something different. If mom and dad give me something different, you know? So, um, and that's a, probably for a little bit older, but that's something that I read can help as well is kind of setting those, those boundaries, if you will. And, um, the no pressure thing is something, like I said, I got to definitely get more on board with. Um, and I do pretty good, but sometimes I'm just like, just eat it. But like you said, like if you pressure your kid to, 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 to force them to eat it, it actually can be kind of bad. You know what I mean? So like if they don't want to eat, then they, they, they don't eat, but don't necessarily make them something yeah. different. You know what I mean? So it's um, tough at times. Cause you like something I like the extent of what I'm making Bryce is like, I might spend like 10 minutes in there, like whipping up the world's best grilled cheese or right. quesadilla yep. or something like that. But Kelsey like, goes all out and makes like gourmet yeah hats off to her and he will look at the meal that she slaved over and be like uh, and be like nah not today, not today yeah, no that's that's, so i it, some and she's way more patient than i am i'm looking at it like man she just spent like 45 minutes right you you going to eat that food <laughs> yeah well it's hard too because like i mean i don't know how your parents were but that's how my parents were you know you, you eat what's in front of you you clear your plate so but you know these are these are toddlers so they got time but uh but yeah you know it's it's definitely important to to try to have the patience when you can um and then and then one last thing i, I forgot to mention too and this kind of goes along with bribes but if you make dessert super important 
then the kids are going to be focused on dessert or the sweets or something like that. Mm -hmm. So try to make the meal the focus and make desserts or snacks less of a focus uh, because then that becomes all they want. And we all know kids where they love snacks, they love treats, they love eating that, like that kind of stuff, but they don't eat their meal. Well, that's probably because, yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to break, so you know, just be just be careful with it. And I'm very conscious of this, but I know my grand the grandparents aren't, so something I gotta watch because that can be that could be trouble for us in the future. Yeah, and you brought up and with this, and you are kind of hit on it, but it, it is important not to use food as like a reward or punishment because um, that can potentially lead to unhealthy relationships with food later in life. Um, but yep. Jerry already said it. The key ultimately is offer support, um, make sure the environment is super encouraging, uh, let them enjoy the food, give them time get, and be patient, let them enjoy it on their own time. Because um, you're going to have you're going to have either a picky eater or picky eating phases. I don't know anybody yep. who's been able to get uh, get away with not having that with their kids. And every kid's different. I, I got lots of, like I said, nieces and nephews with the same parents. And some of the kids are great eaters and some of the kids are terrible eaters. So even the same parenting skills in your kid, your kid's still going to be your kid to a degree. So it's not like we're saying, Hey, you do these things and your kid's not going to be picky at all. They, they still might be a little bit because some kids are more picky than other kids. Right. So you just, you got to kind of know your kids too, but do what you can to help encourage them. But Brandon, I think it's time for a dad joke. Why don't you hit us with a dad joke? You're bringing up the the conclusion of the dad jokes today, which is not normal. Yeah. So Hopefully it's a good I, one. I kind of I kind of like this. You don't have to hope for anything. Okay. Um, so we both work at a car dealership, and right now where my desk is is right with it's in the service manager's office. Far away from me. Um, I love it. As far away as possible. <laughs> and I was actually talking to a mechanic at our muffler shop earlier, and it was super exhausting work. <laughs> I was like, well, we don't have a muffler shop, so this is gonna be good. <laughs> I like we, it. We don't, and we do. Right, we I mean, we, yeah, you're right. We do, we do. But I, I wouldn't call it the. the I mean, who really has a muffler like shop? Like muffler, muffler man. man. Is a, <laughs> muffler man is a is a is a service center. That's true. That's true. We're I like it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, exactly. We're advertising our competition. Uh, anyways. For anyone who hasn't listened to us before, we appreciate you listening to us. Please continue to listen to us and listen to old episodes. If you haven't already, like us on our social media pages. Tell your friends about us. uh, Write us a review. Let us know what you think. Let us know a topic you want us to go over. We appreciate hearing from each and every single one of you guys. Um, Like I said, it's exciting. Uh, I know this has been a a two-year journey now for us. We've seen a lot of dads that have become dads throughout the show. Um, you know, So like I said, it doesn't matter what stage you're at. We like to hear from you. And um, whether you got five kids at home or you're about to expect your first, it's, it's exciting. And uh, we'd like to talk to each and every single one of you guys. So until next time, I'm Jerry, joined here by Brandon, and you've been listening to Dad Jokes. Dad Jokes.